Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. We did another 10 topics, 5 minutes, this time with the lovely third girl, my girlfriend Emily Anderson. We cover a very broad range of topics. We do some reality TV. We do some basketball, as Emily's a humongous Sixers fan, if you remember her previous appearances on the podcast. So we talk Sixers, we talk a little more NBA All-Star Preview. We talk the most recent transactions in the NFL, and then we give some podcast recommendations. Emily's favorite pods is what we called that final segment. Just a quick heads up, if you're not a big reality TV fan, those are the first four segments. So if you skip to you know the first 20-ish minutes, uh, you can miss that, but... I would recommend listening to it. It was a ton of fun to talk about. We kept it light. We kept it fun. And uh, we try to encapsulate the craziness of the shows that we love and watch. So we hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, though, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts is where you need to go. Thunder BLG is what we are on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Again, enjoy this week's episode. Really looking forward to hearing what you guys think so we can keep this series of podcasts going along with our usual content. But here we go. Welcome to this edition of the 10 Topics 5 Minutes mini-series podcast that we've been doing here on the Bullpen Cart podcast feed, presented by ThunderBlockSports.com. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me is the lovely third and girl, Emily Anderson, the best Valentine's Day date ever. How are you? I'm good. This is like the perfect Valentine's Day edition for you. It is. It perfectly is. You also need to find a better name. Yeah, no, topics, 10 topics, five, 5 minutes. Too wordy. It's yeah, a little too wordy. We'll figure that out. I think we're doing another one with Jared this weekend, post Daytona 500. Mm. Got to figure out the logistics of that one. But so we'll we'll brainstorm during the race. There's a lot of left turning that we'll uh, have to think over. But I'm excited to do it with you. We originally were going to try to do all basketball, and you want to talk about some other stuff. So Got a wide array of Over interests. our dinner at Maison 208. That is owned, I almost said hosted, owned by Top Chef alumnus Silva, and I don't know his last name, but from two years ago on Top Chef. Sanat, I think. Is that what it is? I think so. Great restaurant. It's really good. Yeah. Fantastic spot, right on 13th Street in Philadelphia. Really beautiful upstairs bar. Yes, and we actually ate up there, which I didn't realize they served up there. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone there for drinks. You can go there. No reservation up there. We've gone with reservations for dinner. Fantastic food. Did the tasting menu. It's good times. But... We're going to jump right in there. We're going to start with our first topic. Is going to be Top Chef. We just watched the newest episode, the final six. The final six. Yeah, now we, five. I know. Yeah, well, we just saw the, the final six, the last Yeah, spoiler first. if you haven't seen it. Spo- spoiler if you haven't seen it. Our guy, Eddie, our hometown boy, Philadelphia man, goes home. Kind of a bummer of a challenge. It was pour very some cool. truffle oil out for for Eddie. Yeah, pour some truffle oil out. <laughs> Maybe uh. But only a little because that shit's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. So we begin there. Eddie goes home. Did you set the timer? 
Yeah, well, we have the timer going. I, I saw it here. I'm just checking. Oh, no, it's good I Good on you keep it to on. check it. We're wasting time, though, on Top okay. Chef. So Eddie goes home. Eric wins. Where do you want to start? Eddie going home or Eric winning? I just want to talk about how much I... Just about Eddie for a second. Yes. So Eddie works at my favorite restaurant in the city, Laurel. My favorite restaurant that I've been to once because it's expensive and hard to get into, yes. but it is the best meal I've ever had in the city. It's pretty fantastic. Also owned by say. former Top Chef winner Nick Elmy. And I just really enjoyed Eddie. If you go on their Instagram, there are like some delightful snaps of Eddie in the kitchen and Eddie like posing and it's just real very funny and i'm just sad to see him go because his like constant mix of like confusion and like self criticism and like self-doubt yet also he was excited sometimes it was just made for very entertaining television so i'm sad to see Eddie go hoping he comes back in last chance kitchen so we will find that out in next week's episode as we saw it i guess technically the start of the Final stages, it's not the finale, but the, the last couple seasons they've been bringing it back closer, which I kind of like. I like that they bring it back. They've been doing this double bring back from Last Chance Kitchen, too. Especially if it's someone, I don't mind it as much if it's someone, well, I guess either way. Like, if it's someone who battled back from the very beginning, that's also kind of satisfying because it's like you've been competing. Although I recently learned on a podcast that they do all the Last Chance Kitchens in one day, like one or two days. That's pretty insane. Yeah. You told me that, and that's... Actually pretty nuts because, you know, they've had this since the middle of the season. This is episode, I believe, episode 11. They've Ep- had it since the be- like very beginning because they yeah. started with people from old seasons. Well, so they, well, obviously they've done it in two spurts because yeah. What's-His-Face came back for an episode, Brother Luck, and then he was not so lucky and he got booted. Um, if you haven't really been watching Top Chef, you might as well just jump jump ahead, except for the, the funny names of, of some of the competitors, like Brother <laughs> Luck and... We're going to talk about foo-foo in a second. So That's st- not funny. It's a gana. Well, no, yeah. You, know, you don't know what foo-foo is. You're, spo- you're spoiling oh, the, the name of the dish. But yes, it is a traditional African dish. I should not sound insensitive to that. I apologize if I've offended anybody. It looked incredible. Dead. This is what our guy cooked. Eric. Our guy Eric to cook to win. <clears throat> but yeah, 11 episodes in, but point out just last thing in the last game's kitchen. So they filmed that. And Brother Luck came back in episode in episode six. Mm. So you now had seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, five people eliminated. So they've all just been stewing, hanging out, not really doing anything. Because right, they can't even access the internet or anything like that. Like yeah, I think they're, they're just sequestered away. Yeah, that's pretty nuts if you think about it that way. So, but anyway, let's talk about Eric, Eric and Sarah, who had a big bounce back episode after. After her homemade, quote-unquote, store-pot chicken and waffles. And being heckled on the floor of Rupperina last yeah, week. Yeah, she, if you did not see this, a, one of the cardinal rules of Top Chef, never buy anything that's pre-made. Waffle mix, which was the case last week. Uh, Eggo waffles, which somebody did and thought they'd get away with tortillas, one season. Tortillas, make your own tortillas. Make your own pasta, make your own. And this person got heckled for it, and they were at Rupperina where... Kentucky basketball plays, and she got very emotional about yeah. it. Uh, but anyway, Eric, cook the foo-foo. And I put, Explain foo-foo to okay. the audience. It is made by boiling yams planta- or plantains and then pounding them into a dough-like ball, and mm. then you pinch, like there's a large piece, and if you're dining, it's like a communal experience, and you pinch 
pieces off and like dip them in a sauce or stew and that's how you eat it. And you made a large, you called it red soup. It looked kind of like a tomato soup, but it was a little of a lighter red. Yeah, I'm so sure I, I, it had more like African The, the Wikipedia page for this episode of Top Chef does not have the dishes up yet. It does for last week, mm. but it does not yet. Layla Ali, guest starring, loved seeing her. That was fun to see. It was all inspired by Muhammad Ali, so it was all moments in his career. Uh, very cool. If you have not watched it yet, you probably either got spoiled or you just fast-forwarded now because we have three <laughs> seconds left in the topic, as you'll hear right now. My Android alarm going off. Mm. Uh, we do not have the old school iPhone timers. I guess we could put it on Emily's phone yeah. like we did with Jared in the last time. But yeah, Top Chef, great times. The first episode, I incidentally just woke up our dog with my alarm going off. But we're going to move on. Another re- reality TV show, The Bachelor. Emily's a big fan. Used to write about it on the website, Third and Girl. Got me into it since we started dating and... You know what, Emily? I am loving the drama this season. It's a lot of drama. A lot of drama. But Where do you want to start with it? Um, let's just talk. Who's your favorite? So I like Hannah B. Alabama, or I guess they're both from Alabama, but the Hannah more Hannah Beast, the more Alabama, the one with the thick accent, because she's just a, she's crazy. She's just all over the place. She's in the midst of everything. Whether it's the Kalen drama, um. I don't really like Kaylin. I do like Hannah G. I like both Hannahs. Um, yeah, and those are probably my top two. I really like Demi. Demi brought the heat. Mm-hmm. But sadly, we saw the queen of villains go home this week and basically punch her ticket to, to paradise. The first season I watched with you, Chris Harris used to interview the girls. Like, he'd have live watch parties. What happened to that? Where he'd tell them, you're going... There was one episode we watched, and you'd say, like, oh, you're going to paradise. Why doesn't he do that? I feel like it'll happen at, like, Women Tell All. They have that, and they'll be like, let's talk to Demi. And I'll be like, so Demi, will we see you in Mexico this summer? And she'll be like, I don't know. But, like, she's already signed her contract, I'm sure. uh, I'm sure she has. She's also a great Instagram follow. Oh, I don't... uh, You don't follow Demi Demi Not Lovato? Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's a great follow. Because it's just... It's all just so tongue-in-cheek of making fun of herself and making fun of just being on The Bachelor. That's what I like about her, because I think that the show kind of sold her as a villain, but I don't... I think that the girls like her. I don't think that... Except, like, the ones that she personally got eliminated. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Tracy and Courtney and... She went Survivor, Big Brother, any, like strategy-based reality TV show. She went that sort of, but more scorched, scorched earth. It was great. That was fantastic. I her. I, her on Paradise is going to be absolutely insane. We were, I was telling some buddies last night, We uh, our hockey team, we keep it's an outdoor league, and we keep getting our games canceled because of the shitty weather here in Philadelphia. And we were at a Top Golf, and we are talking about who's keeping up on The Bachelor because it's a co-ed league. And one of the guys was like, oh, I've never watched this before. Maybe i got to get into it. And we told him, Bachelor in Paradise, if you have never watched a Bachelor television show, you need to either watch Bachelor in Paradise or they do Bachelor Summer Games next summer for the Olympics. <laughs> they might. That's going to be great. Great television. But you don't, Yuki, we got to get Yuki back. You don't think that it would be hard to get into Bachelor in Paradise without knowing any of the people? I didn't know half of them the first season I watched. And it was incredible. All right. Yeah. I, you, take it from me. Going from zero to 60 on reality TV, thanks to you yeah. and two and a half years of dating you. Uh, three and a half years. Whoa. I can <laughs> stat major here. Um, 2019. Whoa. But anyway, other guy, other ladies on The Bachelor that you are a fangirl of, Emily. I really like Katie, who got sent home this week. Um, so I'll miss Katie. I would like to see her in Paradise. 
She seems like sorry. You're it's good. eleven o'clock here, You're good. guys. It's late. We we were out to dinner for Valentine's Day. Had to watch Top Chef because that's what a topic we wanted to do, and figured if we didn't talk about the most recent episode, we'd sound a little behind the eight ball. Yeah, you could do an over and over under on my yawns in this podcast, but Ooh, that's that's action I'd take. <laughs> Some action I would take. On the um, so I like yawns. Katie, and I also like Cassie a lot. I think she she's kind of been under the radar, but I think there's just been a couple moments that I've seen with him, her, and Colton on group dates where I think he's being like goofy and like kind of like teasing her and like kind seems more normal than like a robot. So I I think that he really likes her. Um, but I'm just ready. I'm ready for the fence jumping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have that coming up next week. Supposedly. But Supposedly. I've also heard that it's during the fantasy suites. So, oh. So I don't know if they're just keep saying, like, it'll happen next week. And then they, but they like, only showed it in, like, the coming up this season. They haven't shown it since then. Oh, I've seen it. I saw it. Was, it was on the previews last Monday. On Monday. Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah. Well, it was this past preview. Like, at four, but it was for the preview for this come up episode that just aired i don't know no i don't think it was i think we only saw it in the opening episode and this past monday for next week maybe we just think about it a lot because everyone can't well because he they do keep showing him running away so we think oh (laughs) this is gonna be and it happened this week colton went away before the rose ceremony which was the first time all season applause to bachelor editors and producers because they've been doing this this same shit same with the show we're about to talk where they have them where they have not a standard, there's a bunch of dates, then a rose ceremony, end of episode. They just carry it over. And up until this past week, they had been great on doing it. So, good job holding off as long as you could to not do these crazy cliffhanger endings. But, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. Win them all. Yeah, so I would, if I had to power rank winners, I would say Cassie, Hannah, G, Kaylin, top three. You think Kaylin? So you think Kaylin gets to Fantasy Suites? Yeah. Ooh. I would put Hannah B is more likely just because she's nuts. I think they want to see – maybe she's why she jumps the fence. Maybe. All right, but that's the timer. So I very smallly alluded to this. Very t- – Briefly. Briefly alluded to this. Thank you. Again, 11 o'clock. But MTV's The Challenge, another show we watch, another show you've gotten me into. War of the Worlds, episode two. So good. And the heat is already on. So good. So the premise of War of the Worlds is it takes, I don't know how many teams there are, X amount of veterans, then it brings new people. I believe it's 16, 16 teams. 16 teams. Yeah. And then it brings new people in from various other reality shows. Some of them are other MTV shows. Some of them are CBS shows. And a bunch of them are UK or other country shows. A lot of Brits. And the Brits are nuts. Because on British TV, you can just like do whatever you want. Yeah, the, yeah, basically, the joke in Eurotrip that they have porn and orange juice commercials, I think applies. I think that's actual actual factual. Speaking of British reality TV shows, just a small sidebar, did you know that Pippa Middleton's brother-in-law was the UK Bachelor? No, I did not know this. Yeah, and apparently UK Bachelor is way trashier than American Bachelor. I believe that, considering what we get from... The UK challenge competitors. I heard that on. Um, Kyle yells out murder each other next week, according to this it was preview. Just kill each other. Kill each other. It's, all right. Maybe. I don't. It might be murder. Yeah. But I learned that in another Bachelor podcast that I listened to. So That's incredible. Shouts to Bachelor Party on the Ringer. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll give them a little love in a little bit. I guess it's kind of like Frankie Grande being on. Big Brother and Candy Crush when that aired for two episodes. Yeah, but that w- this one, 
like, if you think Pippa Middleton is, like... Yeah, she's royalty. Like, I mean. basically, like, the future... Duchess of du- some county in... County. Worcestershire. I'm just trying to, like, think of, a, like, an apt comparison. It would be, like, if... I don't know. I mean, people, like... People think Ariana Grande has a lot of power. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. But I feel like it would be, like, if, like... She tells people thank you next. And that's a worldwide meme. Like, if... One of the Bush grandchildren married Rob Kardashian or something like that. Yeah, all right. It's crazy. Apt. That's apt. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's... Anyway, so back to the challenge. Um, so that's the premise this year. It's a vet and a rookie paired up against each other. We had our first elimination this week, which pitted off um, the team that won last season's challenge, um, one of which who took all the money and the Ashley. other of which got zero of the Hunter, money. Hunter, who sounds like he constantly has peanut butter caught in the top of his throat. He does. He's, they're both the worst. Yeah, it's ter- terrible. Ashley goes home, though. Ashley goes home. Which I'm happy about. As much as it would have been nice, like, first Hunter goes in. So how it works is if you're in the top three, if your team is top three, you become the, what do they call it, the tribunal this mm-hmm. season? They call it something different every year. But the, they basically you pick... Three different teams to nominate, and then the six of you vote instead of voting as a team, which got interesting because Josh voted against Amanda on his of his his partner. Amanda also the worst, but so they send in Hunter, and at the first you're like, worst. yeah, she's actually the devil, which we had an exorcism on the show. Yeah, Johnny Bananas exorcised Johnny, her. But so Hunter goes in, and you're thinking, all right, I'm fine with Hunter going home, whoever he picks out, because they really were showing. That he was going to send Bananas, Hunter's arch-rival's best friend Leroy in. Mm-hmm. Leroy is this jacked man who probably... Hunter's like a ball of muscle. So that would have been fun to see because it was basically just one-on-one Oklahoma drill football. But so they do the 180. And Ashley was nominated. Ashley... And who was her partner? Chase. Oh, yeah, that From asshole. From The Bachelor. Yeah, that douchebag. So, so he goes, man, Josh showed his true colors tonight, but I got to get revenge here. Ashley, you're coming. And they do this. They called it drone ball. I looked up the name of it because a drone dropped. Because a ball. drone dropped a football, and basically, if you caught the ball, you basically won the challenge. There was no real tackling. Um, I think there was in the, in the guys' version, yeah. but Hunter basically just ball of muscled his way through Chase, who sucks. Sucks. I mean, he's the anti Bachelorette contestant. It mm-hmm. seemed. Uh, did he go far in his season? He made it to like top four or three. Oh shit! All right, so yeah. maybe not. But he doesn't look like you. I mean, he's not not a man rocket. Uh, so upset of the century though, Ashley, who's won two challenges, mm-hmm. gets beat by this girl Georgia. Georgia does a nice little shimmy, shimmy to win it, and Hunter goes completely nuts on how he won, how he redeemed himself. He got his chip back. He got his chip back. That's right. But then. When they're leaving, he hugs Ashley and he's like, go enjoy your money. I have nothing but love for you. And I'm like, two seconds ago, you needed to get like your deepest, darkest revenge on her. These people are crazy. So we have 10 seconds left, but explain the backstory of them. I'm going to turn off the alarm and then we'll I did. I said they, she took his money. Well, didn't they date? No. Oh, I thought they, I thought they said that on the, on the show. They like dated or something. And that's why they were vendettas last season. Maybe they hooked up. Maybe. All right. Well, everybody hooks up with everyone on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll probably talk about that more as we bring Emily Mack on the podcast more. But we move on. The last reality show that I'm begrudgingly letting to my one about. true reality show love. No, it's not. Survivor starts next week. That's 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 our baby. But this is the mass singer we're talking about here. <laughs> Egg, 
Emily, explain the Mass Singer to everybody. <laughs> if you haven't watched this, you've probably heard about it because of Antonio Brown, but explain the show. The Mass Singer is the greatest thing to ever come on television. It's based on a Korean show, and what it is is it takes B to D level celebrities and puts them in like think like your your sports team mascot costume, like full body costume, but like kind of like on acid so like they're all like they're very trippy trippy and like a bunny lot of wore, there's a bunny that wears a straight jacket yeah a bunny that wears a straight jacket there's like a very blinged out golden lion there was like a sexy alien there's a big fuzzy monster who else is left oh there's a peacock that wears a cape um there's like a bee that has like a it's a bee and has like very pointy legs there was like a hawaiian pineapple man so they wear these costumes and they sing and there's a panel of quote unquote pop culture experts, which includes Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, Ken Jung and Nicole Scherzinger. And they have to like listen and there's like clue packages and they have to guess who the people are. And it is like the biggest guilty pleasure, but I don't even feel guilty about it because I feel like everyone talks about it. Like I feel like everyone watches this show. Well, so there's, it it is for, Two reasons. One is t- is Antonio Brown came on the first week, and that was the start, the tip of the iceberg of the whole Steelers. Well, really, it was like kind of the middle of the yeah, iceberg. He was a hippo Brown. that wore like a chain. Oh yeah, I did not watch the first episode. I've watched a few with her, and I've not caught up. But I've I've listened to you watching this while I do homework. <laughs> but yeah, so Antonio Brown was the first one out. The pineapple man was Tommy Chong, and it was very obvious it was yeah. either Cheech or Chong because they they also distort their voices when they like. They give out clues. But the best part and is... And his the, cadence is like, hey, man. The guesses. They're like, oh, pineapples, Hawaii, Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Like... Jenny McCarthy. Who her... think her... On her lower third, on her Chiron, like, it says, like, Robin Thicke, singer, like, Ken Jeong, comedian, and then Jenny McCarthy says, like, pop culture expert. And I'm just like... Does it, does it give the Wahlberg what? nod? Um, I think it says it on her lower third, but when they introduce her, they don't say it yeah, or yeah, vice yeah. versa. I know, yeah, there's something like that. I remember, remember because you were pointing it out one time. I yeah. watched it with you. But yeah, Terry Bradshaw came on it. Oh, yeah. He we was... didn't get to see if he got shit on because that was a weekend the Eagles had a playoff game and we were at a bar. Uh, Margaret Cho, Tori Spelling, Ricky Lake, Latoya Jackson, the last ones to go off. Spoiler if you've not caught up on the mass yeah. Singer, but I think we're all doing you a favor in my opinion. No, you should watch it. And they do these trippy montages and like the guesses are just so bad and they've had these guest judges in which have been like delightful. They're, they're Joel McHale and J.B. Smooth came in. J.B. Smooth. So funny. If you just imagine his character on Curb Your Enthusiasm just popping into like American Idol, that's basically what this is. It was so funny. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, he's, I mean, he's been the highlight of the show. But it's already renewed for season two, so really? look for more Mass Singer. Um, the Nick Cannon hosts it. Nick, I don't know if he's yeah, said this before. he does, and he wears like turbans and very sparkly. Did somebody suits. try to guess Mariah Carey was on there? Nick Cannon's like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> he's always like, do I know? He's always like, do I know this person? Um, was there an say? Oh, so the people remaining. Yeah, I think so we have the bee, the lion. The monster, the peacock, and the rabbit. Yeah. Are we can? Do we know any of these people for sure? I'm pr- I'm pretty. Don't they keep guessing the bee's Beyonce? They did for a while, but now they know the bee is older. Robin Thicke is convinced. Also, Beyonce has a very distinct voice. Also, Beyonce is 
way this is way way way, way, way below, below her Beyonce. pay grade. Like, yeah. There's a lot of reasons why the B is not Beyonce. That is one of them. <laughs> it's the same reason why the pineapple is not Barack Obama. Uh, but um, I'm pretty. Can you imagine sh- that's what he's doing. That'd be post so presidency. Just, like I just wanna, going on. Fox. I just want to sing. Like I'm just going to go on the mass singer. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty confident on all of them, but I was really thrown off. See, these clues throw me off. Like, to this week, the B said she had 10 Grammys, and I looked it up, and I was convinced it was Gladys Knight, but I don't think she has 10 Grammys. So, now I don't know. All right, so I just auto-completed first thing with singers with 10 Grammys. Uh, there's the third hit is a thing about the math singer, but I'm just going to look up 10. Let's see. All right, so at 10, we got... Taylor Swift at eleven, at no. eleven. Shirley Caesar, at at oh no, that's eleven. No, so the, I just need ten. So it's Taylor Swift, Linda Ronstadt, Bonnie Raitt, and Shaka Khan. So maybe it's Shaka Khan. Maybe it's Shaka Khan. She was on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. so like that's the same level yeah. because I'm pretty sure the line is Rumor Willis. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the Peacock is Donny Osmond. I think the Rabbit is Joey Fatone. Who else is there? So we have all actual singers left. This is good. Yeah. Rumor Willis kinda, is really good. Which, that's kind of what stinks about it, is that like... Oh, and the monster! Yeah, who do you think the monster is? I would never have guessed the monster if it wasn't for the internet, but the internet is convinced the monster is T-Pain. Mm-hmm. And if you heard the monster sing... We're going... See, Jordy didn't want to talk about the mass singer, but this is the one we went over five minutes on. Yeah. I mean, well, we looked up the 10 and we went on this little tangent. It's funny. They show, like, Allison Cro- Cross. Krauss. Krauss, excuse me. Like, that she has 27, but they're, like, oh, 14 are a part of Union Station. Beyonce, 23. Only four of her is not solo act, Beyonce. Three were Destiny's Child and one is the Carters. Mm. Uh, but So 19 just by herself. Yeah, nine. I feel like, you know, you get above 10, you're getting to, we had Shirley Caesar. Well, it's 10. The number is 10. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, people that have more than 10 Grammys. They're not the B, so I don't care. Wow, Adele's already at 15. You go, girl. Yeah. Anyway, let's move Wait, on. Wait, I had... Oh, you have one last thought? I did have one last thought, but I... Oh, homework for the listeners. Oh, all right. Because of the monster. Look up T-Pain's NPR Tiny Desk concert. He's a really, really good singer, and it's very impressive, so you should YouTube it. All right, so topics five and six, double topic. The real reason why I wanted to bring you on to talk basketball is our (laughs) beloved Philadelphia 76ers. Let's get this thing going, Em. What have your thoughts been on the season? We haven't really even gotten to check in with you this year. No, we haven't talked about it. Yeah. Um, the season is good. Okay. I think I'm, like, slightly underwhelmed by the season. Can you expand? I just... After la- I think last season was such a pleasant surprise. Like, we knew they were going to be good, but, like, I made a bet last season that they would make the playoffs. Like, people were saying that they wouldn't make the playoffs. And they made it to the second round, yep. and they were just, like, firing on all cylinders. They made it without Joe. Like, Markel wasn't playing. R.I.P. Well, he was playing, and that's why they made it without Joe. <laughs> Markel? Markel broke his face, remember her? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Anyways. <laughs> um, Have fun in Orlando, bro. But, so I'm, like, slightly a little, I don't know. I, like, I don't know if I felt like they would come, like, 
out firing, but I just think that we have so many new people and I just need the chemistry of that old group back. But like, it's unrealistic to expect that they would gain that chemistry like in two months when these guys have been playing together for like two years. Yeah. But it's sad because I miss it because that was like the magic, I think. Okay, you mean like without Robert Covington, Dario, all those guys, or yeah. just I, they play? They'd been playing together for two years. I just felt like there was something about that team that was fun, and like it was these like guys that, I mean, you know, Rocco was a D League player and then made first G. I guess it was the D League then, like made first team all defense, and Dario was never coming over, and Joe was gonna be a bust because he kept getting hurt, and. Then they all came together, and it was, like, this perfect storm, and it was, like, this beautiful thing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's, like, a lot of it's missing. Like, now we don't have that. Now we have Jimmy Butler, who, like, is great, but, like, is what's his role? I don't know his role on the team. Okay. And I really like the new guys. I really like Tobias Harris. I like him a lot. Um, I'm a fan. Aside from the Celtics game, which we can circle back to. I don't want to. I was miserable that entire time. Yeah, so a little quick backstory. We were this is the third night and we finally recorded a podcast. We we're going to after the Sixers Celtics game. Emily was very depressed on the subway ride home. I was so, so we decided not to. I like was we were sitting there and I it was like I don't know, six minutes left and they were kinda making a run and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. They're gonna lose by nine. Like I don't even let's go home. Like this isn't fun. Like I don't wanna be here. Yeah. Like it was, I was not in a good headspace. No. So then we tried to record it last night and just decided, no, we're going to do it tonight after dinner. Yeah. I had to write, I recapped for yeah, recapped libertyballers.com. Check it out. Yeah, you should. You should, absolutely should follow her on Twitter, third and girl, all that good stuff. So we decided to, to push it off to tonight. So we're finally here. The Sixers had a nice bounce back win over the Knicks. And yeah, right now there's 37 and 21. They're over under... From the start of the season, M was fifty three and a half. Do you think we're hitting that? How many games are left? So they're thirty and twenty one. That's fifty eight games. So they have eighty two. Tw- uh, twenty four games. They need to win sixteen of them. Yeah. It's probably not. Mm, they have a, they have like a, a kind of an easy schedule coming up, minus like the Warriors and eh, probably not though. Yeah. So. Uh, do you think they hit 50? Um, I think they'll win 50 games. They only need to win 13 more, so they need to go a little bit over 500 in the stretch. We play Chicago three times in the, I guess, back third of the season, and they're garbage. So, like, that's you know, hopefully three wins right there. Maybe one's a trap game, but... And also... Yeah, the road schedule isn't bad either. Yeah. They go... Go ahead. I'm sorry. They, they go to New Orleans and OKC. Those are their next two... Uh, at Houston should be tough. OKC will be tough, too. Yeah, that, that should be tough. Milwaukee. Tough. Then from there, I mean, Charlotte Charlotte might be tough, but at Minnesota, at Dallas, at Chicago, at Miami, at Atlanta. Uh, two games in Atlanta. All right, let's go. At Minnesota, they'll be a big sixer. That's the fly the process yeah, game. Yeah, fly the process for Ice Ricky Sanchez. Said the name. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they probably win 50. I think... It's, I don't think it's hard to do. I think they're going to gel more and more. I think those games against the big names, Golden State's going to really be looking for blood after the Sixers went in there and won yeah. pre-Tobias Harris. And, I mean, really also depleted team there. 
I mean, they were really uh, struggling through that. Yeah, so, I mean, Houston probably will be tough. Another, you know, another, or definitely will be tough, not probably, but on the road, especially. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee will be tough. I'm just, and that's a, oh, no, that's a Friday to Sunday. Uh, I was about to say it's a back-to-back, but I saw, thought I saw Sat, not mm-hmm. Sun. But, yeah, I mean, I think 50 is good. Where, where, do you th- where do you project them at a seed? Three? I hope. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough right now. They're really locked up in the middle there right now. And the problem, the thing is, if they're, they don't win 500 game, 550 games and, you know, don't go 500 on the stretch, it's really not like a good look going into the playoffs because you want to be playing your best basketball going in. And if we're going in just over 500 in the back half of the season, that's not great. Yeah. So to give an idea <laughs> for everybody that the dog fight that is the top five seeds in the East right now is Milwaukee at the top. They're a game ahead of, of the Raptors. And Milwaukee actually has two games in hand, too, so advantage them. Indiana, who's still hanging around. They're 6-4 and four okay. in their last 10. Yeah, without Oladipo, which everybody thought that was going to happen. And, and maybe it still does. Maybe it, maybe they do have a little bit of a, of a fall down. They have, they're have they also through 58 games, so 24 left on the schedule. Uh, the Celtics and Sixers are tied. Celtics are 3-0 and in the season series, so they get the edge there for the 4-5 series. Uh, then, then from the Sixers, you drop down six and a half, uh, seven and a half games to Brooklyn, who's thirty and twenty nine, and then Charlotte and Detroit are both under five hundred there. So, I mean, if I had to pick a team in the first round, I'd probably go Brooklyn. Mm. I think I think the Sixers are big enough to to match up with Brooklyn. But we haven't we lost to them like three times this year. No, they've beaten them once. One of those was the Jimmy was a Jimmy Butler. Buzzer, buzzer beater. That's it. I think I think they're one. I think they're two and one. Mm. They had that one bad road loss from like the start of the season. I probably recapped it. I recap all of the bad losses. Yeah. So they, and I think that's pre the bad road losses pre Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Detroit. Maybe Detroit, but I don't think they're going to get up to the one seed. I don't think Detroit's going to hopscotch. They could hopscotch Charlotte, but I, I don't think they outpace Brooklyn for the so, rest of the season. No, the Sixers. We have only won one game against Brooklyn this year, so the Nets are up 2-1. Oh, wow. They got blown out 122-97, then they won 127-125 in November. That's the Jimmy Butler hit. And then they lost 127-124, to so the Nets played the Sixers really close. I would, I mean, I think in a seven-game series, we don't lose to the Nets, but like I don't... I think the Sixers went 2-2 two and two against the Heat last year in the regular season, Yeah. So. I mean, as big as big of a deal as beating teams and beating playoff teams is on your schedule, I don't think it's the end all be all, except for really the Celtics. I mean, I think that's probably the one you got to really worry about. Yeah, I don't want a Celtics four or five in the first round. No, that that's really tough, and that's I think you're also doing a disservice to just basketball fans by putting that in the first round. Yeah, it's not as bad as like a hockey is hockey can be with how their playoff system works. Of you sometimes get the two best teams in the league playing in the second round, but. Uh, drawing that of probably the two two of the more popular franchises in in the NBA playing the first round, you get a lot of ratings for those, and it certainly over overshadows the rest of it. But you know, uh, final thought on the Sixers before we move on to some other basketball topics. I just love them a lot, and I want them to do well, and it affects me greatly when they don't do well. So they need they should just do better. Those are my final thoughts. Huh. It affects my personal well-being when they lose games to the Celtics, and if they could stop doing that, I would greatly appreciate it. Great. 
That's like the put it uh, on my epitaph. That's like what your perfect date is if you were in Miss United States pageant. Miss America or USA? That's Miss United States is not a thing. Did you not get the reference? No. From Miss Congeniality. Oh, Describe that? your perfect date. What is it? April fourth. Something like oh. that. Yeah, because it's not it's it's not too hot and it's cold enough that you can wear a sweater. Yeah. You just gave that sort of a response. Now I explained the joke and we move on <laughs> to other players who probably other teams who probably explain their jokes. Because LeBron is so vain, he probably thinks they're all about him. We move on to the Los Angeles Lakers of Staples Center of, <laughs> of Los Angeles of of America, which America, North America. A lot of drama surrounding the Lakers from this season. They come into the All Star break at twenty eight and twenty nine. Three and seven in their last ten games, including a blowout last Sunday to the Sixers. Uh, and a blowout to the Hawks in Atlanta. Whew! They beat the Celtics, though. They did beat the Celtics, thanks to Rajon coming up, coming back to his site of a championship and taking over last week. Now that's it. Um, what have your thoughts been on the Los Angeles Lakers? And we can work backwards from everything with the trade deadline and LeBron basically getting not getting his way. Despite trying to use all of his royal powers. Yeah, so the Lakers are the the kings of, of tampering. And I really think at this point they need to, like, start losing draft picks. Because they're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. They're going to no continue doing that kind of stuff. Tell them they can't, and no one so, does anything. So fill in on what the tampering, the most recent case of the tampering is. The Sixers one, which wasn't really tampering, or the or the Anthony Davis one. The Sixers one's pretty easy. Magic Johnson said he wanted to. He wants to. No, this men- is what happened. Okay, tell me. So, tell me. explain it to this me. This is what actually. This is what happened. Was the six? Someone at the Sixers reached out to someone at the Lakers, saying Ben Simmons wants to meet with like some of the NBA greats, whatever. And Rob Palenka was like, eh, I don't really feel comfortable with that. And he called Elton Brand and Elton Brand was like, yeah, I also don't feel comfortable with that. So like, it's a done deal. My question is, why did Magic Johnson feel the need? This happened like in November. Why did Magic Johnson feel the need to bring it up last week? Because he was in town, and somebody probably asked him, what do you think about Ben Simmons? And he was like, oh, well, like, he wants to meet with me, but only if Elton Brand says yes. Like, shut up. He's, I mean, he's also, pro- He's is he GM, president of basketball operations? I mean, he's not the, you know, it's, it. I feel like he's just probably, like, kind of there. He also owns the Dodgers still. He's kind of all over the place in terms of what he's doing. So, I mean, he might not even realize that kind of stuff. Oh, he really. All right, all right, all right. But exp- let's dive into the Anthony Davis things. So Anthony Davis and LeBron. Because that's that's a thousand percent tampering what they were doing. LeBron James have the same agent, and they his agent and LeBron James is not a part owner of Clutch Sports or in any way, shape, or form involved in the running of Clutch Sports. And my name is not Emily Anderson. So, um, they put out an announce a statement saying Anthony Davis wants to be moved before the trade deadline. And, you know, he only will go to these X amount of teams, the Lakers being one of them. And then there's all this news coming out, you know, 
everyone's on the trade block. And basically LeBron was like, I'll get rid of anyone on my team for Anthony Davis. And now none of them like him. Yeah. They don't have Anthony Davis on their team. There's three empty spots on the bench. You probably saw that meme so going around the funny. internet. Rajon Rondo sitting in the crowd with fans. Yeah. And doesn't want to sit next to LeBron. Giannis called LeBron out for tampering at the All-Star Game draft. And LeBron said... Oh, it's not tampering if it's on All-Star Weekend. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And everyone was like, ha, 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 LeBron. Yeah. And it's like, ha, that's illegal. Stop it. Now, to play devil's advocate to that, yeah, it's illegal, but you can't act like these guys don't mess around in the locker room being like, yo, man, don't you think it would be cool? Like, how do you think the heat happened? I mean, I get it, but they you can't like You can't openly say admit it to it. on national yeah. television. You can't openly admit to it. Is that's, that's kind of the point, but and because it makes you look like you think, which I'm sure he does, thinks you're like above the rules. He is the law. He is the king. Like you know. He is LeBron. I'm over it. Where do you, do you think the the Lakers even make the playoffs? They're the ten no. seed in the West right now. No, I don't. I don't. But the Kings fell out. They're where, nine. Where? They're the ninth seed right now. They could get in there. I'm. I'm in on the Kings this year. Yeah. How are the Clippers? Clippers are eighth. Good. I'm in on them too. Yeah. They are. They're five and five. Five and five in their last ten. Coming to the All Star break. Thirty two and twenty seven. Good for the Clips. Spurs hanging in there. Jazz hanging in there. Um, the Rockets are the five seed. Oh. Listen. The Clippers at the trade deadline got Landry Shamit and the Lakers got Mike Muscala. So like, who would you rather have? Ooh, that's a Mike Scala. Not Landry. Not Let's move on, though. It is Prince Landry. All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. And, Emily, I got to tell you, NBA All-Star Weekend, I don't get up for as much as I the other it. three. Or no, just the other two. I don't get up for the Pro Bowl at all. <laughs> Jordy's um, getting up for the Pro Bowl. No, I don't get up for the Pro Bowl at all. Yeah, I, I guess I get up for, like, the Friday night's fun. You get the Celebrity Challenge, which actually is decently entertaining, even though it's Really bad. I don't basketball. even know who's playing this year. I don't know. I usually find out day of, and it's usually I usually get pleasantly surprised. Rising Stars is fun. That's by far the best part of the weekend, in my opinion. I have a bone to pick with Rising Stars. What? What's your bone to pick? That there's no Landry Shamit. Yeah. I think he's having like a dark. I mean, he's not winning Rookie of the Year, not with Luca, but like. He's having, like, a dark horse, like, top four or five rookie season, I think. And what is Rising Stars if not the top four or five rookies and second-year players from the U.S. and the world? Yeah, so, yeah, as you mentioned, it's U.S. versus world, so it's not the top 12 rookies versus the top 12 sophomores. Um, we got on, right. on Team USA, actually pretty decent squad. We got Jared Allen from the Nets, Marvin Bagley, who's having a solid year for the Kings, Alonzo uh, Ball, who's injured, so John like, Collins, De'Aaron De- De- Fox, Jaron Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, is Kevin great. Knox. Actually, excited to see Kevin Knox play and get him some shouts. Uh, Kuzma, Mitchell, Tatum, Trey Young, solid enough. Uh, then you got. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the team world names because I'm just going to fuck them up. But uh, OG Anube, DeAndre Aiden, Bogdan. Bogdanovich, Luka, Luka Doncic, I thought you were going to respond to Bogdan, mm. um, and a number of other guys whose names I do not want to offend by mispronouncing except for Laurie Markin and Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. I was like, yeah. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Wait, I have, I have the all-star. I think Team World, though, as they, I think they've blown out Team USA the last, yeah. I think since they moved to this format. 
because they used to do rookies sophomores. I think it was the same thing. Sophomores blew it out. But yeah, I think I think Team World, Team World, I think has more as a nice nice mix of big small men. You have Ben Simmons, so little little. Uh, Interesting that there. Ben Simmons is playing in that game and the regular all. Yeah, we, game. you talked about this off air. You you're kind of eh on that. No, I'm fine with it. I just feel like a lot of guys like big time the Rising Stars game if they make the the main game, and I think I mean, it's nice that he doesn't. Yeah, good for him. I mean, Damian Lillard a couple years ago did the he wanted to do everything. Yeah. Uh, I think the only one he didn't do was the dunk contest, but he did Rising Stars. He did definitely did Handler. Uh, I don't know if he did three point or not. He's uh, I, don't, I don't know if he did or not, but All Star Game. Um, I just want to make a comment quick. Sure. That, well, do you want to go to Saturday? The Saturday events. Well, I just wanted to tell you that Doctor Oz is playing in the Celebrity Game. Oh so, yeah! Like, give me the rosters. They're not that great, like of people that I know. So it's in Charlotte. So do we have some Charlotte names? Jason Wine, these, there's people that are hometown heroes, and I don't know oh. if they just, like, won a, won a contest or, like, they did something great in the community and they yeah. get to play. So, like, I don't know about that. Any good celebrities from, from Charlotte? I don't really know Charlotte celebrities. Somebody's Dr. Gotta, Oz, I think, is from Wilmington, Delaware. So. We need Dr. Oz to challenge Michael Jordan. We need Michael Jordan to just get someone, like, outrageous or Kevin Hart. No, he wouldn't respond to Kevin Hart. We need somebody to challenge Michael Jordan because that's how you get him going. Or you just get him, like, shooting around. Like, tell him, oh, yeah, Mike, we're going to go shoot around. You want to come? And then, like, people just start showing up. Like, yo, Mike, let's play one-on-one. And then, like, just four four other people join him. Four other people join Dr. Oz. And all of a sudden, the game breaks out. Because that's how you get into play. you got to get him in the competitive – got to get his competitive juices flowing. Then he doesn't stop. Mm. I'd love to see Michael Jordan, like, punch Dr. Oz. Not very. Doctor Oz is a nice man. Well, Doctor Oz, whoever's ch- don't you want to see Michael Jordan, old school Michael Jordan? Yeah, I don't want to see him punch someone. I just want him we to like punch Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr's doing well. That's funny. The Michael Jordan boost, the fist boost. I don't think it's fair that Doctor Oz is playing on a team against Ray Allen. Yeah, that's not that's not fair at all. <laughs> that's incredible. Like um, I'm just like looking at like the Doctor Oz team. I'm. We're probably going over, but whatever. no, we have thirty seconds left. Chris Daughtry, and that's really all we need to mean to talk about because the rest of the weekend stinks. Doctor Oz, JB Smooth. Oh, I'm pumped to see JB Smooth. All play. right, fine. Can we mic him up? Asia Wilson, who's okay. the WNBA Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Jay Williams. Ooh, Jay Williams. So that's like one team. The that's o- a good team. The other, the other team has Ray Allen, Stephanie Dolson, who's the center for the Chicago Sky, Quavo, who was the MVP from last year. Yeah, Quavo can ball. So, so I'm like, but they also Brad like... Brad Williams is playing? Yeah, Brad Williams. He's a comedian. Yeah. You uh, know him? Yeah, I've, I've heard of Brad Williams. Ronnie 2K. Does he play 2K? Director of Influencer Marketing for 2K Sports. Ah, okay. The co-owner of the Bucks, Hassan Minaj. Hasn't he played a bunch, Hassan Minaj? I don't know. I think he has. Maybe. He was on JJ Reddick's podcast, and it was great. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but last Team thoughts on Giannis the weekend. Team Giannis or Team LeBron, who, who's winning? Uh, team Giannis. People think that Giannis picked a stupid team because, like, he didn't really. seems good. Because he didn't really pick positions. He just picked, like, giant people. But at a certain point, like, giant people are good. I forget which GM says always pick best player available, and I am all about that. That's yeah. my fantasy strategy. And it worked at least in baseball for me last year because I had a championship. Not a big deal. Didn't work in football, though. Not a good year. I did win football this year. 
You yeah, that's right. You did win champ. So two championships in two at 2018 at our house. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. We move on though. Football transactions is what I have this on. So we had two big ones. Mm-hmm. Two two hot topics. M. Yes. We have Joe Flacco. Daddy. I almost said Flack Daddy. <laughs> Joe, Joe Flack Daddy, as I like to call him. His XFL jersey. Flack Daddy getting traded to the Denver Broncos. He has way too much money to play in the XFL. Oh yeah, that, but that'd be great. Flack Daddy, I mean, let's make a make a fake Flack Daddy jersey. Gets traded to the Broncos because he lost his job to Lamar Jackson. Broncos in desperate need of a quarterback. Do we know what they're getting they, back? Like we don't know any details of the trade. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, official. It's not yet. official yet. The the new calendar year, I believe, is a month away. So we won't hear. They're probably just figuring out what they want to do. Yeah. But the Broncos of Case Keenum, they signed him to a big deal last year. What are your thoughts about your fellow Delaware alumnus? I hope he does well out there. Yeah. The, but the situation in Baltimore was just like, I think it was confusing. I don't, I, half the time I would turn on the game and, and Lamar Jackson would be playing. And I'd be like, is Flacco hurt or is he benched? Yeah. Hurt or benched? It was tough. It was and tough no for one a bit. Because he was hurt for a while. And then I think they, I think he might have been okay. And they just kind of milked he's hurt and had him on the bench and be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're dressing him, but he's hanging out. Like, we're not just sitting our like 80 gazillion million dollar quarterback. Yeah. Like, he's hurt. It's fine. But I don't know. It could be good for him. No. Yeah. If you're the Ravens, what do you want back for Joe Flacco? I don't know, honestly. Yeah. I don't. What do the Broncos even have? They're, it's like not like they're gonna get like Von Miller back. No, 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 no. You want picks? I mean, what are you, what are you looking for here? Looking I for think, honestly, if they're really gonna hedge, I would look for picks because I don't know that Lamar Jackson is like a viable option in the long term. You don't think so? Why do you think that? I just I don't see it fitting in today's NBA, NBA NFL. Like, and then like his that last playoff game was like, or the last game was like not good. Yeah, I mean that game Didn't wasn't throw, good like, on six either interceptions or something. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good for him against the Chargers in the playoffs, and then the Chargers didn't do so well against the Patriots. But yeah, I, yeah, I'd probably look for some draft picks back. Maybe yeah. I'd look for you probably get. Maybe some third rounders, third like a third and a fourth rounder. You're not going to get a first rounder back. You're not going to go one for one that way. Uh, especially as you mentioned, a lot of money. So you're and you're already paying Case Keenum a lot. So I'd like to see the exact numbers of what percentage of the Denver salary is being paid towards quarterbacks. Um, yeah, so pro- I'd probably say they get maybe a third and a fifth for him. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. We can ask Matty D the next time he comes on the pod. He's good at that stuff. Yeah, he's very good at that stuff. But the other one that's a little more controversial, the Cleveland Browns signing Kareem Hunt, the former Chiefs running back who was suspended indefinitely for the 2018 season after the domestic violence video of him kicking a woman it's came out video. last year. Very rough video to watch. Now, what do you think about this? Is this a he's done enough crime or not he's done enough time for the crime is he done i mean i don't really think he's done any time for the crime yeah i mean so that that's sort of is you know not without getting too you know geopolitical and, and everything i mean does he deserve to be looked at because there's no legal charges against him and you know i just think there needs to be like a little bit more of like an outward for the public, like, showing of, like, I'm doing something. Like, I think he said, like, he's going to counseling, whatever. But, like, yeah. there, 
to as an example, like the whole Ray Rice situation. Yep. Like he got ostracized from football, like completely, but also he like does a ton of domestic violence work now. Like he didn't get a second chance and like is outwardly like making amends for it and like completely owns what he did and is like working so that doesn't happen to other people like to other women and to like you know whatever so like that i think is a good example and kareem hunt just like missed a half season of football and now he's gonna play for the browns also don't think it's a great look for the browns who are like this great underdog team that like literally like i think everyone is like oh i hope the browns win unless they're playing your team but now it's like yeah, it kind of brings brings them down a little. A little Plus, bit don't, isn't Joe Mixon on the Browns or he's on the Bengals? Yeah, he's on the Bengals, but so, they do have, they have a number. Of, they have Nick Chubb. They have a number huh. of good good running backs there. And if you're Nick Chubb, well, Joe a, Mixon punched a woman too. You're right. Joe, Joe Mixon did punch a woman. Seen yeah. that video too. So it's like a lot of interesting things. Not, in not Ohio. a good look for Ohio for Ohio running backs. No. Um, and and Ohio State running backs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott went to Ohio State. Really bad look if you've ever associated yourself with the state of Ohio and you're a running back, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's going to do it for the for the football transactions. Final topic of the night. We've been talking a lot about him, Emily. I want you to tell the listeners your favorite podcast and just give us a little lowdown on this. It might not go the full five minutes. That's okay. We're at about an hour anyway, and that's usually what the goal of this is. So, and what, what are you listening to aside from the bullpen card? This is just like Emily's uh, recommendation five minutes. Yeah. But mostly podcasts because that's mostly what I do with my free time. I've been trying to get into reading more again. But it's really hard because I have a lot of schoolwork. You also read all seven Harry Potter books well, those, within like four months. Those, that was embarrassingly long time that it took me to do that. Um, but the reason I had... Big brag. Yeah. Not a big deal. <laughs> the reason I had to read all seven Harry Potter books was because my beloved Binge Mode was doing Binge Mode Harry Potter. So yes. that if that is my number one podcast recommendation, Binge Mode on the Ringer Podcast Network. Yeah, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, and then they do Binge Mode Weekly. Is that coming back before Game of Thrones does? I don't think so. No, they're just I taking a break. Prepping. They were on Bill's podcast today. and Bill they, Simmons. Yeah, and they were because they were talking about odds for the Iron Throne, and they were saying that they have a lot of stuff planned, and Jason has a, a thing in to build because he wants a costume budget, because he would like some wildling furs and other things Whoa. for whatever kind of content they're planning. So I think they're just, like, working on that. That's incredible. <laughs> and, like, plus they're obviously, like, rewatching and like, Oh, yeah. So all that stuff. So that's my number one recommendation. Um, I've also, so like I said, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I either am in the car on the way to work or I nanny and I walk around the city. So it's a lot of podcasts. So I'm also very, I listened to this one called Broken Hearts. Okay. Which was really dark. If you're into true crime podcasts, it's about this like family who adopted all of these children and then they drove, he drove them off a cliff. So like... a car off a cliff? With the whole family inside, yeah. Yikes. So, like, why did that happen? And, like, they were, like, big on social media. So, like, that one was really interesting. That's not fun. No, not a fun one. Binge mode fun. That one, dark. Yeah. But if you're into true crime, which is a very popular podcast genre, I would suggest it. Okay. Um, I had one more. What else was I going to recommend? This is really good radio. Right, Jordy? Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Jordy, what's your favorite podcast? 
So I have a few that I listen to, and if you couldn't tell by the not a big deals that I throw out there, I listen to Spit and Chicklets because I'm a big hockey fan. If you couldn't tell by Mr. Greg Pitelli and I starting the Blue Line Icing podcast, so I can vent about the Flyers, you can vent about the Bruins, and Greg tells me why I'm an idiot for liking the Flyers as he does, as he pretty much has since we were 16 when we met in high school. Uh, I also listen to part of my take, uh, listen to foreplay. Uh, rounding out my barstool content. I also listen to Ringer Podcast Networks, Binge Mode, the Bill Simmons Podcast, The Rewatchables mm. is what's great about The Rewatchables. If you don't know this, it's Bill Simmons and a lot of his Ringer uh, cohorts listening to, or they rewatch movies, they talk about it, they get hand out various awards, most rewatchable scene, best quote, what's aged the best and worst. The Joey Pants, that guy, the Dion Waiters heat check, the I forget the character's name from the uh, oh shit, what's the movie? Uh, Spotlight, the guy from Spotlight who goes they do, but the most overacted scene. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Well, uh, the character he plays in that movie, mm. I forget, but I haven't I haven't seen Spotlight. In, uh, I think I'm not even sure if I saw it during its Oscar run, but. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. They've done. I mean, what's great about it, too, is that it's not really time-sensitive, although the, uh, last week them doing A Star is Born came under a little bit of heat from the Facebook group. It's a bone to pick with that. Because of the fact that it came out last year. This is the 2018 version, not the Barbara Streisand version from the 70s. Uh, what is your bone to pick with it? That, that movie is not rewatchable because it is painful and dark, and I never want to see it again. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Except so. I also kind of want to watch it with you. Uh, we'll, we'll have to discuss that another time. You need to see Major League first. I just like need you to and see Bill and Ted. it so we you can talk Bi- about it. You need to see Major League and Bill and Ted. And another number of other movies. Like The Godfather Part 2. We, we're not good. That's another podcast for itself of going through. Okay, I have a couple more recommendations. All right, let's, let's hear it. So we got into the Sixers. So if you're a Sixers fan and you don't know about it, we mentioned them earlier, right? Ricky Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Really funny. Great community. Good stuff. And then, last, another great community, podcast community me and Jordy are a part of. Rob has a podcast. If you enjoy any of this random reality TV talk. Yeah, if you enjoyed the first 20, 20 plus minutes of this, you're probably a fan of that. Yeah, so lots of good reality TV podcasts. Um, really fun community. and A lot of fun. His number one or his number one show on this feed, Survivor Know-It-Alls, his post-game yeah. show. That he does with a former, another former survivor, Rob Sestrinino, was on two seasons of it. Stephen Fishback, also on two seasons of it. They are coming to Philadelphia, so very excited for that in yes. April. So, yeah. And Survivor starts this week. It does. It starts, yeah, in six days. I guess five days from when you're going to So that's my final plug. All right. So watch Survivor. Watch, watch the, the Challenge. Sixers. Watch the Sixers. And the Phillies. Phillies coming back soon. Spring training. It's officially underway, Emily. And listen to t-pain tiny desk concert that's what i got for you well emily thank you so much for coming on anytime it was a pleasure next time let's do it before 11 o'clock yeah it's almost it's almost february 15th now so happy valentine's day one last time that was really sappy for the for the viewers so thanks for oh thanks for thanks for letting me be sappy but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbug Sports on Instagram and Facebook. ThunderbugSports.com. I swear, once I get my homework done for my programming boot camp that I'm in, which has been a lot more time consuming than I thought, I'll get some more blogs up. I know I promised them for 2019. 
But I appreciate the patience, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you. And let's go Sixers and Flyers.